0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Writers Drinking Coffee. This is a podcast based on writers sitting around drinking and talking about writing, publishing, the whole creative process. We do not censor ourselves, so consider us PG-13. Your hosts today are John Schmidt and me, Jeannie Warner. This is episode 57, Seen It, Done That. We are delighted to welcome back uh, Raymond Miller. Raymond, welcome again. Thank you. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Oh, it's my delight. I particularly wanted to Invite you because when we all go to the coffee club, which we really, really miss our time at the Bean Scene in the mornings. We love you, Kenny, guys at the Bean Scene. We do. We there do. would be a chance to show the stuff that we'd had and try it out and laugh at him like, oh, you guys got to find this new site. And I needed you because I just found this new site, and I wanted to share it with you and to play a couple of games with you. So you guys, you guys game?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: This was on JustPublishingAdvice.com. I found something called Fantasy Writing Tools for Paranormal Authors. And it was 10 fantasy writing tools, and some of them I have never, ever heard before. So some people may have heard it, some may not, but this is fun. So the first thing, it starts off with uh, creating your fantasy world. And we've already started talking about world building. Juliette Wade came and talked to us about world building. It's important. We don't really need to label that, so we'll skip to the next one and assume we've got a world. Now, it could be a world of 1980s Arkansas. It can be a world
2: world of of, Disney. Oh, oh wait, sorry, that's a trademark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It could be. It could be my supernatural uh, Silicon Valley. It can be a thriller. It can be near future. It can future. be my,
2: my young. Um, uh, it's as much a fantasy world going back into history in many cases. <laughs> writing the young adult novel, uh, I'm, I'm writing a fantasy in many ways. There you go. Yes, that so, is true. That is true. I'm <laughs> going to bring any tool you mention to focus on my work in progress and have fun with it.
0: Fantastic. I was going to do that too, because I have a task in front of me and you guys are going to help me with it, but you don't know it yet. So the first one, <laughs> I'm just going to run down this because it's really quite cool because they do talk about writing software. They mentioned blah, 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 Shakespeare, Shakespeare, S-H-A-X-P-I-R, Y-Writer, and Word Cradle, which are all free, or again, Scrivener. Now, Raymond, you are the Scrivener, uh, Basically, I don't know why they don't pay you money to advertise how awesome their product is. <laughs> they
1: should pay me money because they totally I should. love me some Scrivener. I oh, I don't, know how, I can't even describe it.
0: <laughs> but basically, the point is that there's a lot of things beyond a word processor or beyond a notebook, although. Sometimes a notebook is important, and sometimes your word processor is important. And that is true, that is true. And there's
2: a full article on what is important, why it's important, and what programs have it, including YWriter. And again, from this site, justpublishingadvice.com.
0: Yeah. Now, the second one was Coggle. They said a mind mapping tool. I had never heard of a mind mapping tool. Have you guys heard of mind mapping tools?
2: Oh yeah, um, yeah. All the, I used to use the brain once upon a time. It's that a brain? really good, yeah, the, the brain. It was a mind mapping tool. And a mind mapping tool is basically an easy way of attaching, uh, in computer terms, disparate files together with whatever connections you want. So to be exact, I have five historical resources I'm using. So I okay. am mapping those to my book, but I'm also mapping uh, Victorian English slang because it's the same time period and how it might come out in a Texas accent. So, <gasps> oh, that's not bad. <laughs> I like but, it. but to get it, I, I want to put the resource somewhere I can get back to it, and I've just given you the pathway in my mind as to why I'm using it, and this leads me straight into Terry Pratchett. Tuppence, more and up goes the donkey. Uh, pull the other one, it's got bells on it. Uh, which is Victorian slang that he found, et cetera, et cetera. So mind mapping software allows you to play with possibilities to flowchart things. To um, it's it's a much hmm, it's a much less organized dump of information, but that makes it more complete than say a writing tool like Scrivener or. Uh, one of the other ones, because you can put in all the things that you're not quite sure. And where Scrivener allows you to move chapters in and out, this allows you to to float extra stories or, or even point at other people's stuff. Anyway.
0: I, ha- I just saying, I have the perfect thing that made me go, ooh, as you were saying that. My ooh, I'd been contemplating and in different ways, we've been talking about chapter headings. Right, and right, right. You know, so I have a historic fantasy noir that I've been shopping out and around, and it just so happens that around 1901 was a brilliant rise of advertising for everything from Carter's Little Liver Pills to, really, you should try this tonic, and, and all of these different interesting things. It was also kind of the rise of a lot of skipping games and clapping games and chants and and songs for children that had kind of come through the middle ages and solidified into something and all of that was i was trying to find how do i match the right snippet of historical vaguely interesting piece to what i'm doing in the chapter and make it apply so that could be really cool
1: oh that's not a bad application of that at all um and i and when i when you say mind mapping tool i think of putting one word in and i get a a map uh, looking like a subway of words that are related, they go in a different directions. I click the next one, then I get more words that are are related. So we am thinking we're talking about the same tool here, right?
0: Kind of. It has a, this is Coggle.it, it c o g g l e it and basically, if you look kind of at the beginning, it shows different directions you can go into with it. Like, like do you remember when we used to read an encyclopedia and you open it up and it said see also? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm looking (laughs) up an Ibex and then, oh, that somehow takes me to Gazelle. Oh, that takes me to Okapi. Okapi? Cool. Where is that? This is kind of a neat software that looks like you could go that brain journey, take it with you.
2: Exactly.
0: Anatomy of a flowering plant, saracenia. Here's the flowers. Here's carnivorous plants. Here's... So I was just thinking about as I, as I throw these and I'm looking for all these pieces as I research them, I could throw them into a tool like this and then mm. start looking for how it overlaps. For instance, if I want a cure for madness, there could be a chapter coming up where there is a character that's a little off their rocker. So,
2: And, and more to the point, you can explore different venues, virtues, causes, corrections of madness, mad as a hat or why, um, mad as a wet hen, different kind of mad. Yes. Uh, and and okay, where did these phases come from? Where did it, these cliches come from? Um, uh,
0: but then, you, so then you, it, get, oh, <laughs> so you get to the next <laughs> one, which is how to find your cliches and remove them.
2: <laughs> well, but that's a, let's look down the road for that because every cliche started as some truth but before we get there, the next tool is one that I find fascinating and how I've discovered, um, I have to do it, one of my favorite writers ever, Ursula Vernon, DeviantArt. Are we on the same list still?
0: We are. I thought you were going to run with that for a minute. You sounded excited.
2: Oh. <laughs> I am excited um, because it, a lot of it depends, that, and I'm going to, to spill beyond DeviantArt. You need to be able to engage your readers and thus your own other senses and three things have have sprung up recently that really have helped a lot one is deviant art which is um a user generated art site where people put up art there's a lot of fan art and you can look at different artistic styles about different artistic things and since deviant art came along there's other sites doing this but if you want oh dwarves They will have all the possible dwarves, and you can look at them, and your mind will solidify, and you can say, oh, that is it, or more likely, that's not quite it, but that's an interesting idea. And the next step with deviant art is to contact an artist and see if they'll do art for you, and a lot of them will.
0: If you remember, I think Gerilyn Lance we talked to worked for Subterranean Press, and she said she's frequently out looking for the right artist to go with the right story for, as they do publishing. So, mm-hmm. for you, would be artists out there, Deviant Art is an excellent place to just start throwing things up, show your style, build
2: um, a portfolio.
0: I think that maybe we, yes. where we found some of the artists that we use for the Double Critical Gaming Company. I'd have to ask David to be sure, but
2: yeah. Uh, and then to expand upon that, another thing you can look at, which is not on this list or I haven't, I'm, since you just explained, showed me the list, I haven't looked all the way through it, uh, is soundboards. You can find a soundboard, most of them are made for gaming things, but it is possible to say, I want a steampunk dirigible dock with an in. Uh, a tavern in it, the debauched sloth. I prefer my tavern to be the debauched sloth, but... Okay. If ...even uh, the... And it will play the background noises you would hear of the dirigibles coming in, of the people singing in the tavern of glasses clinking, of people dropping wrenches. Um...
0: That could actually be cool, especially while you're writing, just to run that noise in the background,
1: you know? Just thinking that.
0: Like, Oh, my I, goodness. Great minds clearly think a lot. Because, for instance, if I'm writing anything of the sea or ocean or fairing, I put on Master and Commander, but I don't press go. I just leave it in the main menu, which is the sound uh-huh. of seagulls and the sound of water rushing in and out of the gunnels and, and yeah. creaking, yeah, the, the bells sounds. ringing. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, that's just wrong. That's just wrong because you, d- I'm, I, first of all, I'm going to start doing that. I'm not sure how I'm going to come up with all the, the sounds that I need, but they'll exist somewhere because I'm plotting out a, uh, um, uh, a murder mystery, a series, a detective, uh, mis- detective series based on, say, my grandfather's error. And to have those noises going, because some of it's in the country, to have the crickets at night and all that would be amazing. So, and to have I'm- to segue into the audio book. So once the audiobook's done, I could use the same sound files. Ah, okay.
2: There is a licensing issue there, which is easy to to handle. Uh, I am just randomly picking tabletop audio. I've picked their Steampunk sound pad. And what it has is a number of sounds ranging from dial turn to ratchet to doors opening to a strong wind to a dark hum. And you pick how many you want, and then you can play them, which you're not going to be able to hear due to our setup. But um
0: also, I am now thinking that when we do Halloween, we are so going to have a soundtrack. That is awesome. <laughs> when I yeah. set out my uh, shots in the driveway for the adults who come by with kids here, send your kids up to the Spider Queen. Why don't you have a shot with me? <laughs>
2: uh, 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 excellent.
0: <laughs> so we'll skip over The next one down there is world building. I actually really appreciate that what this site has next to talk about Pomodoro timers because we have frequently talked about the Pomodoro method and GTD, which is getting things done. Pomodoro timers basically say, look, I can do anything for 10 minutes. I can do anything for 20 minutes. The Pomodoro timer kind of has the, I'm going to sit, I'm going to work on this, and I'm going to write. You click the button, your timer starts for you. So if you're one of those people that needs external mom sitting there and tapping your foot saying, are you done yet? This can really actually help. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I imagine it does.
0: All right. Now, the next one is particularly fun, and I think we need to linger here for a minute. Maybe you say, I want to write, but I know nothing to write about, or I don't have any ideas off the top of my head. The Read Z Plot Generator is the best thing ever, <laughs> mostly because I started <laughs> clicking it and clicking it and laughing and clicking it and laughing So for nothing else. So I want to do right, it, and I'm we- going to start – by generating one, and you guys are going to help me, and we're going to write a quick story in words based on what it, what, what it comes up with. Are you ready? Ready. Yes, yes, do you, please. Do you want drama, fantasy, mystery, romance, or science fiction?
1: Romance. Dealer's choice. Romance, All right. then.
0: Romance it is. Okay. The protagonist, a secret agent who can be goofy. A secondary character, a journalist who loves Halloween. That's me. It is a romantic suspense story about letting go of the past. It kicks off at a convention with the sentence, I'm learning about important dates in history. Want to be one of them? Note that the first drunken confession will fail. And there's a twist. The story is a retelling of a Greek drama. Oh, my
2: God. The frogs. (laughs) I'm studying history. Do you want to be an important date? No, that's wrong. Oh my God, that's genius! Okay, I got to do one. You guys, you guys pick.
0: No, no, I was going to say, wait a second. Let's write this for one second. For the, okay. let us talk about how I, if I was writing a quick treatment for somebody and said we're going to pitch this as a television show, go. John, tell me about the secret agent who can be goofy.
2: The secret agent who can be goofy. I'm uh, okay. So before we start, the, oh no, is actually. Um, Because they are such a secret agent, they first appear as a beautiful woman with long, dark hair. But they later appear as a beautiful man with short, blonde hair. Because they're so good with wigs, they can cover the long, dark hair with short, blonde hair. And then you you catch them at one scene pulling out the pigtails and having short, blonde hair and long, dark pigtails. But they are truly a secret agent because you never know who you're going to deal with. They are a master of disguises, and a mistress of danger. Over to the next.
0: I love it. I'll take the journalist who loves Halloween. She, they, let's go with they. They're Excellent. actually a, a, a youngish, we're going to say 22 years old, um, freelance journalist. So they write for a lot of different things. They follow hockey because I just saw a job today for a hockey writer. And, and- they also write for the medium. They write for other things. So they have, it's not a great living, but they get by. It pays their bills. It pays their food. Maybe they take care of their dad. Okay. Okay.
2: So the question is... Which Greek is,
0: drama is it that we're going to tell? Lysus, Lysistrata.
2: No. Nope. Yes. 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 Of course it's Lys- Lysistrata. It's Lysistrata. It starts at a convention and it expands on.
0: I almost want to say I, I saw two versions. One, they called it Lysistrida, but I don't remember Greek enough to remember the proper way to say it. So I'm sorry for all my Greek scholars out there.
2: But uh, and, yes. and we welcome them calling or writing in and correcting our pronunciation.
0: We do. So it kicks off at a convention. What kind of convention?
2: Who cares? We don't need to know what the convention is. We just know they're in a hotel and they're in costumes. Yep. Okay, so it's a, it's a, But one of them is dressed as a Sailor Moon character. And one of them is wearing a trench coat and a fedora. Actually, that's the the secret
0: agent is the Sailor Moon, isn't it?
2: Yes. How did you know? And the secret (laughs) agent uses the line on the journalist. And then two scenes later, they're dressed in exactly the same costumes, only they've swapped costumes.
0: And I think they get involved in the bar car scene because they say, I don't want to go to another panel. Why don't we just go to a bar? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: and the thing is is in this series um each adventure they return it's a very quick series in in, in the time they go back to the bar and meet someone new and the adventure is around like three hours of this con which could the con is probably shifting as the series Mm -hmm. goes along it it is uh north american Discworld con at one moment and it is Mm -hmm. Dragon Con and another, which, as far as I can tell, are about as opposite in sizes as you can get. But anyway,
0: so
1: here we we could take this thing in Vegas, and there's several cons going on at the same time because they're all been misbooked. So we, that gives us the freedom to put in different characters, including furries coming in and out.
2: Oh, I like not it. Not even not even <laughs> misbooked. Vegas <laughs> is big enough for all the cons. Uh, that is true. That is true. Simultaneously.
0: And, and, <laughs>
2: Well, it's also a very.
0: It is very easy to get lost in Vegas. Like, which hotel am I in anyway? I don't know yes. anymore. Right. And yes. Which
2: which open meeting space am I in in the hotel? So look, bright lights. But there's a hockey tournament in town. There's a true crime writers tournament in town. There's actually a criminal syndicate in town. Some of there's which are at one. Yeah.
0: Every year that we go to a hockey tournament in Vegas, there is also the porn movie Academy Awards thing. So I'm just saying. What a coincidence. It's there. (laughs) And and,
2: and that that plays perfectly (laughs) into the Lysistrata.
0: It does, (laughs) because it can be, I think the secret agent says something really, let's just call it unenlightened. They get a little drunk. They make a stupid remark. The journalist kind of finds them incredibly insensitive and stomps off. So now they need to have it made up to them.
2: Mm.
1: Yes.
0: All right. That uh, is how the plot generator works. What do we want next? Drama, fantasy, mystery, or sci-fi? Fantasy. Fantasy?
1: Yes. I'm feeling like an, an adventure. Up.
0: up. An assassin who has a strong moral compass is our protagonist. 2nd character, a centaur who can be tactless. It's a sword and sorcery story about unlikely friendships. It kicks off under the full moon with the death of someone important. Note that someone in the story has a grudge to settle. And there's a twist. You should write the story in the second person point of view.
1: Oh. Why would they do that?
0: I don't know. They're mad at you. <laughs> They're mad at me. I have to okay, click on, the so button again. Sense. I'm clicking the button again. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you the the second person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here we go. John, you Thank are you. The, the protagonist is a knight who is suave. Secondary character, it's going to be you, Raymond, a Necromancer in training, who's overly adventurous. It's a sword and sorcery story about overthrowing the patriarchy. It kicks off in the stables with a mysterious sighting. Note, someone in the story has a secret that mustn't be revealed. And there's a twist. You should write the protagonist as an Mm. anti-villain.
2: Okay, what's an anti-villain in this case?
0: I think, why don't we say it's a knight who's a little bit suave if it's an anti-villain. They're known as the bad guy, but they're not really a bad guy. Think of The Deep. If you remember um, Detective Noir, Mickey Spillane's The Deep.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: He was a thug, a killer, a mobster, and the protagonist of the story trying to solve a mystery.
1: And we said it's an anti-villain or anti-hero?
0: It says anti Anti.
2: Anti-villain. So... The knight is actually problematic because he's known for killing people, right? He's a knight, but yes. and he doesn't talk about it. But so You're why is he going to hook up Kumar. with a, <laughs> a classic example? Thank you for our Los McMaster Gujol quote. But <laughs> you know why does he need to hook up with a necromancer? Because he still has some questions for these people. He's still trying to uh, find out. Maybe he's killing off the cabal that poisoned the wells and caused the abortion of. 20,000 children, Ooh. you know, or maybe he's, uh, you, maybe he's, he's trying to figure out you know, what the college of necromancers is up to. And he's an antihero because he doesn't automatically kill necromancers. Oh. Cool.
0: Tell, an anti-villain. S- tell me about the yes. necromancer in training there, uh,
1: Raymond. So the necromancer in training has gone to a special training place. Not a huge academy, but it's very small. You can't put out that many necromancers. And actually, had a master that she was training with, and decided this is not what I want to do anymore. But really, she just poisoned him so she can uh, uh, gain a little more clout within the within the um, uh, within the group. So now she's been exiled and needs money. So she's approached by various spirits and say, "Hey, this night, if this night, if something awful were to happen this night, we could show you where." A lot of gold is. So now our necromancer in training um, comes to the knight and says, hey, I can help you with whatever the thing we said he was going to do. But secretly, she wants to cause his demise. But it has to be done in a very painful manner. And for some reason, um, she's not able to get that done. So we have uh, a number of uh, failed attempts. And I'm not sure where at the end she has a change of heart or she succeeds. That's something we have to you know, see where the story goes. There you go.
2: That's... The, the difficult the difficulty is 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 the intersection of these two. The the knight knows there's a good chance that he the necromancers might. Yeah, I mean it's a necromancer for God's sake. Does he care at this point if it achieves his goal of goodness? Oh my God, twisted, twisted, twisted. Yes.
0: So that's and that's we... what they mean by basically the the plot generator. It's like I want to write something and I'm just not feeling it. Just keep clicking the button. <laughs> Something's gonna come to you. <laughs> click, no. giggle, no, click, giggle, no, uh,
2: click. And uh, look at how much fun we just had with with three, two, three, three clicks there.
0: Exactly. Yes. That's the bad. next thing on their cool list is reverse dictionary. So it's just I need a word to. Ex- I think I, it's like a thesaurus. Sometimes you ever gone and looked up and say I need another meeting. I need another word that says meeting. I've said meeting 12 times. What else can I say? But the reverse dictionary has a lot of interesting things that you can put in it. Like, um, like let's say I want to enter Cooper. Is it a last name? Is it a brew house? Is it a barrel maker? So it kind of shows a lot of different last names. Ooh, hey, Warner's in there. Uh, that are related to that, ranked by relevance. So, and it also you have James Fenimore Cooper, who was a writer. So, oh. it goes a lot of interesting places. The uh, www.onelook.com, the reverse dictionary piece. Mm. Oh,
2: look at that. Isn't
0: that kind of
1: I'm fun? sorry. I, I'm actually looking at it, and and if I'm not careful, get like sucked in. And then you'll ask me oh questions. I'll go, whoa.
0: <laughs> well, it's like, so
1: this is, I don't
0: know this the name is, of that thing. Like, And this is me being, like, you hit a certain age. And like, I'm going to go put this away in the coldy boxy in the kitchen what cold things go into and I can't for the what the hell is that word? This it is works. a solving for that. Just throw all that like like the way you talk to your phone, Raymond. It's it's beautiful. Yes.
2: <laughs> so um, if you have mind map, this is a way to generate new links to a mind map too. This will expand oh. your connections. So I just put in dissipate because I wanted an odd word and it allows me to select verbs or adverbs. And the adverbs go with dissipate quickly, rapidly, prodig- prodigally. adjectives and nouns. Oh, my God. What's the noun closest associated with dissipate? Fool. Hmm. Of course. A dissipated lifestyles. Yeah. Uh, Mist, Misunderstandings. Diode, for God's sake. There's a geek one. <laughs> Tension. Very neat. What else have they got?
0: Okay. The next one is one of my favorite things because... I think I can do the best imitation of Hemingway ever. And I kind of got it from a friend so many years ago that I hope they listen and can tell me that they're them. Hemingway, the girl and the boy walked together in the rain and he walked and she walked together in the rain and he was wet and she was wet and they were wet together in the rain walking. And it was a good rain. I mean, I swear to God how this man became like an American voice. I don't know, but I can't stand him. The Hemingway app, basically, you paste in your stuff and it helps you find all of your passive voice and any adverbs you overused. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I generally hit the end of a long manuscript and then I search on the word slightly.
1: Mm, yes.
0: And then I yeah, search I, for just, and then I search for the word really.
1: Really. Oh, that's not bad.
2: That's not bad.
0: So those it's Totally are, stealing, though, by the way. <laughs> do yes. it. That's a great idea. Because <laughs> I guarantee that I put in there far more often than I should. Very. Very. It, <laughs> Search we on should very.
2: Very, very always. No, that doesn't work anymore. Anyway.
0: So basically That's it's just a little app that can make sure that you haven't used too many passive voices. For instance, I think everybody that works in marketing, everywhere producing technical marketing content should use this app because, oh, my God, there's so much passive voice, right?
1: You know, that's the interesting thing. I spent my whole career, most of my career, technical writing, so it's very active, direct, open the box, click the button, walk it over to the thing, plug it in. And the more I get into UX, there's uh, starting to be this sort of, uh, writing for millennials is starting to be a more passive way of doing things so that something goes wrong. We don't say it went wrong with us. We say it was more the system, or it just happened. So there's a lot more, I'm writing in a lot more passive voice at work I'm, than I used to, and it's beginning to spill over into my, my fiction.
0: I'm convinced that it was because there's probably three teachers of literature somewhere in America that retired, and at the same time, a couple of lawyers took over for them and said, you can't say this will do, you can say this may be done by this, but...
1: Yes. Uh oh.
0: <laughs> that so would explain a lot we have a couple episodes on cliche they talk about a cliche finder that helps you find oh a shadow is I would say more but a shadow seems to have passed across my face <laughs> and yep. But and in the end it says check in your manuscript so there are a lot of things you can use like every once in a while I see Grammarly out there I have read somebody saying will you please read my story and I try to say yes if it's a good friend but Sometimes it's been so painful, like, that. no, this, no, you're not ready for anybody to read this yet, and um. <laughs> I can see that you wrote this at 2 o'clock in the morning with a lot of rum, and I respect that, but run it through something. Run it through Microsoft Word's Word Speller or something, because you should absolutely have everybody read your manuscript before you try to get somebody to publish it, and listen to the, and especially you want the people that give you a hard time, yes. because, if everybody's like, "Oh, this is just wonderful," success teaches you nothing. It's much better. I took something into the writing group once, and four out of the five people there said, "Oh, it's about this," and it, it wasn't about that. Like, I have to take this back now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really hard to remember that your your readers can't read your mind, but they can. So,
2: no, no, but this no. is. These are great resources. I feel energized. Dang it. Yes,
0: right? I too. So I was wow. going to say, I can take something like this and say, right, I am working on, maybe I'm even just a game master working on putting a game together for tomorrow, saying, all right, I want to have a gathering where all of my, let's say, D&D players come together and why would they all gather? How about a bardic competition and, and tournament of arms? Wonderful. What are things that can happen during that?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, well, first of all, night's Tale. we got to yeah. have one bar lose all of gambling and someone try to win it back. But Knight's Tale <laughs> is, is a possibility. Um, you know, how do we generate those things? Oh, well, let's do a fantasy. Let's have a SoundCloud to remind us and have behind, you know, in the background, all of a sudden they, they call the battle and there's a sudden class of, clash of sword on shield later on the loot plays
0: maybe everybody got really drunk and a pickpocket came through and stole something important like remember that knights that that anti-hero knight maybe they stole his sword or his signet ring
1: or the special dagger that's necessary for the quest
0: that dagger of opening things
2: yeah or the locket where he keeps his heart
0: but anyway oh man my heart I'm not going to use that. How how Russian of you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, come on. Igor, was it the Deathless? What was his name? Koshke. Yeah. Yeah. Koshi Koshi the Deathless.
2: Koshly the Deathless.
0: Koshli the Deathless. And the second you say
2: Russian, though, I immediately think chickens, but that's just me.
0: Well, yeah, because Baba Yaga and everything. but, But Koshi the Deathless that put his heart away. Inside an egg, inside a box, inside a, you know, you could say what you want about Horcruxes, but Kashi did it first. I'm just saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: oh, oh, huh. <laughs> also, okay. really loved Catherine Valenti. If nobody else has read The Deathless, go read The Deathless right now because it's kind of the, the old Russian gods after World War I or during World War I in the time of famine and cold in Russia. And it's fabulous.
1: The Deathless.
0: The Deathless. But yeah, and that's the other thing that I need to remember is when I'm stringing together to write for a game or a book or a story, a scene or a encounter needs to have a purpose. So it has to advance a plot or it has to reveal the character or create a bond or tell somebody something that they didn't know before, which is, I guess, advancing the plot. So the purpose of every one of these encounters Matters. I just don't want to have a oh somebody goes run through and starts picking fights. Why are they picking fights? Why is it important? So, like if you're because
2: because I've got a necromancer and if I start a fight in the bar, I'll have five new sources of information buried out back inside of an hour.
0: That's true. You know, you did that person who tried to ask you all the questions that afternoon. You didn't want to answer their questions, so what they want to do is kill you because they know how to compel your shade to answer questions. Yep, and you know if a, if you're with a bunch of adventure adventure murder hobos, then you know they're used to doing that. It's only fair that the NPCs do that to them. Uh, that that is one way of looking at it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm stuck on murder hobos.
2: I just <laughs> you you never heard that before. Murder I, hobos. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> there oh, there man. are uh, one of the interesting changes in the world is there are whole swaths of media that have generated new ideas that only murder hobos is one of them coming out of i don't know where it came from but uh the various ways of gaming are different enough now that new ideas are being generated and poured back into the mainstream it's great i
0: i want to say for the best meta series i read on this go out and check out drew hayes's npcs
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: followed by split the party it's basically he, he wrote a series called spells swords and stealth and it is everything you ever wanted on the NPCs become the main heroes of the story because the heroes all die in the first bar scene. But then you find out that the heroes are these other welder people that are just playing a tabletop game, and they don't realize that they're fucking with real people's lives in another world.
1: Oh, nice. There was a Black, yeah. um, Black Mirror episode like that. Oh, okay. You yeah. keep giving me all these books to read. I'm, I, <laughs>
0: And and with that, I'm going to say I feel like we've stacked their their books enough for one episode here. But yes. <laughs> what I, I hope this has been useful for for those of you that are like looking for new tools or looking for ideas or how do I stay focused? How do I get through of what happens next? How do I figure it out? And that we may have given you a little bit of illustration on that. You think?
2: Yeah, I think we've done a good job of that. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Although I'd like to hear what people think of some of these suggestions.
0: Absolutely. Or bring some to the table out there. Put your favorite links in for any of these different tools. These are all just tools. In the end, somebody's got to sit down and pound out the words, and that's going to be you. So we believe in you. Definitely.
1: And if you have a process of linking the tools together, you start with this one, to that one, by the third one, it begins to solidify. We'd
0: love to hear it. Absolutely. So I will put links to all of these uh, sites that we mentioned and the stories on the website, which is www.ridersdrinkingcoffee.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. We love email. If you have want to stand on a soapbox and talk, we might even publish your blog. You've been listening to Writers Drinking Coffee, a labor of love and enthusiasm put together by the hosts. Our main web support magic is brought to you by Deirdre McGaffey-Schween, and our sound engineer and backup web spider is Dave Welsh. Our intro music is Pretty Maid Milking a Cow. And our exit music is Breakfast with a Morning Person, both by Michael Langberg. You can hear more from Michael Engberg on ManyHatsMusic.com. Our podcast sponsor, as always, is Jackal Designs, enabling you all to buy cool WDC swag. And frankly, we really miss you at the Bean Scene, Kenny. We love you.